Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Phil at the Movies. I'm your host, Phil Walsh, and you're listening to episode number 68 of this ongoing podcast series that is for the love of movies. And today, that's just what I'm going to talk about. We are now halfway through, more than halfway through, 2023, and as I have said on a number of past shows, this has been a stellar year for movies, and frankly, within the last week, that uh, that sentiment has only grown stronger. And so I thought today would be a, a fun opportunity to look back at all the movies that have been released thus far and give you a a preemptive, if you will, top ten for the year so far. And then in December, when the year uh, when the films are complete, I'll revisit this list and see which ones make the final top ten of the whole year. So today, this is just my my choices, my picks for the top ten films of the year thus far. And I'm also curious to know your thoughts as well. This is a great opportunity for a little social media interaction. All of the uh, appropriate uh, titles and uh, handles can be found in the in the show notes, Twitter, X, or, or whatever the hell they're calling it these days, uh, along with uh, Blue Sky and Threads. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm on all kinds of, of social media these days. I feel like every time there's a new one popping up, I sign up just to, just to have a, have a, have a, a, a home there for, for uh, the time being, because with the way things have gone with, uh, with Twitter or, or X or whatever they're calling it, uh, you know, helps to helps to have options, as it as they say. But uh, certainly, you can catch me there in in one of those places, and let me know your thoughts. What are your favorite movies of the year thus far? Because I'm going to give you my top ten in a moment. Now, before I begin, let me just start off as I often do by saying thank you for tuning in each week and hearing what I have to say on movies. This has been an enjoyable and fun cinematic journey together and it's only going to continue so thank you for your support for your encouragement and most importantly for your friendship let's keep watching movies and enjoying them together all right so i'm going to start this right off at the top with number 10 and for me it is the flash this movie uh, elicits a lot of strong responses particularly online people either love it or they hate it and I try to think of it, there's a little bit of a middle ground with this film. Is it perfect? Of course, not very few films are perfect. Is it a fun comic book movie? Absolutely. And and I thoroughly enjoyed the film while I was watching it. It's larger than life in a lot of points. It feels and looks like a comic book movie, or I should say a comic book come to life, just in terms of a visual uh, experience. But as I've said before, and I will say it again here, the the driving force for me uh, to see this film. What, what got me up to bat, so to speak, was the return of Michael Keaton as Batman. And for me, that was the price of admission and made the film all the more worthwhile and enjoyable. So The Flash definitely would recommend this film uh, if you are a fan of comic book movies. Uh, and certainly seeing a, a, a classic, uh, the, you know, the original uh, movie Batman on screen Make a make make his swan song uh, was was perfect for me. So number nine, a good person, and this is another movie which I I think I talked about a few months ago. Uh, it stars Florence Pugh and 
Morgan Freeman. And while the story itself is is nothing new, it doesn't break any new ground, so to speak. What really sold this movie for me are, are the performances, particularly Florence Pugh. I mean, Morgan Freeman never turns in a bad performance, as far as I'm concerned. But Florence Pugh really shines in this film and, and kind of elevates it from being just a, a sort of a I don't want to say run of the mill, but but that's the idea of it. Kind of a a, a person who's been through a tragedy and, and experiencing trauma, and then ultimately finding a way to pull themselves out of it with the with the help of a of a seasoned and and, and grizzled uh, o, o, older person. But uh, it, it, the performances really sell this movie, and, and she is phenomenal. It, it is a raw and at times gut wrenching performance, and. I hope more people discover it over the course of the year on on streaming and the like because it really is a, a delight and and it it highlights why Florence Pugh I mean she's one of my favorite actresses today but but why she really is one of uh, the, the the best actresses of of her generation she really is, is able to break down these performances and, and connect with you on on such a human level and and, and it stays with you and I I. You know, spent many days thinking about this performance afterwards, just the rawness and, and the ultimate real connection that, that she's putting into it just brought the whole thing home for me. All right, so number eight is Bo is Afraid, and this is another one I've talked about recently, and it's Ari Aster, and, and he's sort of one of those people, you, you either like his work or you don't. Uh, he he's, excels at, at bringing in the macabre and the uh, the absurd uh, and, and frightening concepts. His horror movies, Midsummer and Hereditary, are not your average uh, run-of-the-mill horror films. These are not uh, uh, slashers or, or, or things that go bump in the night. They're much more cerebral and and really get down into the into the psyche. But Bo is afraid. It's not for everybody. This is a another polarizing film <laughs> to say the least. But I enjoyed it. It's Perhaps one of the most twisted and, and disturbing films I, I have seen this year. But the the performance by Joaquin Phoenix, who without question is my favorite actor. I mean, anytime he's in something, I will be there regardless. I just think he never turns in a bad performance. And this is another situation where he is just he's just letting loose. And and it, it's an it's it's an incredible tour de force uh, that he he brings in this film. And it's not a short film. It, it Clocks in at nearly three hours, but I have to say I never felt the never felt the runtime, and it's it, there's a unique twist at the end of it. Uh, and like I said, it's certainly not everybody's cup of tea. Ari uh, Aster is is one of those directors you either like his work or you don't. Uh, I generally like his work, and and this film, uh, I, I would rank it near the top of, of of the movies that he's done as of late. All right, so number number seven is Cocaine Bear. And uh, this was a throwback to sort of the B-movies, if you will. Uh, it's set in the 1980s, so it has that aesthetic and, and vibe. But it's a lot of fun. I mean, just the premise itself, Cocaine Bear. I mean, it's, it's right there in the title. I don't need to say any more. And I love this film. This film came back out, in, I think it was in February. And it was it was one of those things where... It could go either way because the, the concept is so absurd and, and over the top, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was 
It was a treat from start to finish. And these are the kind of movies I've, I've often talked about where it's just sort of fun to go to the movies and just have one of these kind of you know mindless experiences, if you will. I mean, not not that this is you know not to put the movie down in any way, but just sort of a a fun popcorn flick. And you definitely get that with Cocaine Bear. I, I've seen it now at least three times and have enjoyed it immensely each time. It's just it's funny, it's suspenseful, and again. The title says it all, Cocaine Bear. So I think you're going to have a good time with it. All right, so that brings me now to number six, and that is Across the Spider Across the Spider Verse. This, I think, is without question the best comic book movie released this year, and it is a triumph in part because it is an animated movie. And I've said this before on the show. Cinema animation is cinema, and cinema uh, is animation. This movie excels in every category. And for someone who did not necessarily enjoy the first iteration into the Spider-Verse, I mean, it's not that I thought it was a, a bad movie. It, it just didn't connect with me uh, like this one did. This film, I thought, soared and swung to new heights and, and really pushed the envelope in terms of what an animated film can accomplish. And it ends on a cliffhanger. It leaves you wanting more. And, and part three is coming maybe next year, maybe the year after, but it will be worth the wait. And, and now because of this film, I, I feel like I will need to revisit the first one again, just to just sort of reimmerse myself in that universe. But again, it, it's one of those things where, you forget you're watching an animated movie. And, and to me, that's the best kind of experience when you're watching an animated film is if you can forget that you're watching a a, 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 you know, a cartoon, if you will, uh, you know, sort of to, to put it bluntly. Uh, very few animated films uh, that I have seen have sort of made that, that, that jump. There's only a handful that come to mind, and, and certainly this film is right up at the top. It, it is a... It is a treat. This is a, a comic book come to life. I mean, the, the Flash definitely has moments. This feels like it's a comic book splash page from start to finish. It is a beautiful piece of cinema, and I highly recommend it to anyone, whether you're a comic book fan or not, because just as an experience, it is worth seeing. All right, now this brings me now to the top five, and rounding it out, we have... Asteroid City. This is another one uh, is directed by uh, Wes Anderson, and and he's another director where, again, you either like his work or you don't. It's a uh, it's very eclectic and, and and interesting. He has his own style, and, and again, it's either going to work for you or don't. It, it doesn't. But this one, I have to say, I, I think it's my favorite film that he has done. The style is incredible. It, it feels like an interesting callback to. Some of them, you know, like kind of uh, B uh, alien movies of the 1950s, there's sort of that vibe and aesthetic going on. But there's also a breaking of the fourth wall, which I really appreciated. And it's sort of like a it's a movie about a play within a play about about a about a writer, and it's a, it's just a fun concept. And the cast is 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 stellar. I mean, from Scarlett Johansson to to Tom Hanks to Steve Carell. I mean, it, it, it's an impressive 
ensemble and and everybody has a moment to shine even margot robbie is in it for uh, a a brief cameo but it's a it's a blast i i thoroughly enjoyed again it's not for everyone his style sometimes can be a little uh i don't know if abrasive is the word but uh it definitely takes a little getting used to particularly if you've never seen one of his films before but i would recommend this especially if you're a newbie uh, and and want to see what it's all about this would be one to start because i thought it was accessible and just from a a, a visual standpoint it was it was like eye candy uh, all his movies are a treat uh, for the eyes and the imagination but this one is right at the top as far as i'm concerned this now brings me to the top four of the year, and that is Barbie. I, if if you had said to me back at the beginning of the year that, that a Barbie movie was going to be on my list of, of not only most anticipated films, but now one of my favorite films of the year, I would have said, you know, pick another number. But no, th- this film is, this is a delight. It, it's the most fun I think I may have had it at the movies this year. It was a surprise at how well this movie is is made. And, and in many ways, I shouldn't be shocked because Greta Gerwig is a fantastic director. She knows what she's doing. She can craft the, these these sort of elaborate scenes, but yet bring it bring it uh, bring it together with some with some heart and feeling. Ryan Gosling and Margot Robbie they're larger than life in this film, and they turn out spectacular performances margot robbie is well especially but she, i don't i think she's getting her due with it but i really want to make that the, the shout out because she is phenomenal in this film and it really i mean this is a movie about a doll and it's sort of taking real world concepts and sort of putting her through an existential crisis i mean this is a movie where it could it, it could go either way like it could work or it doesn't work and and it just works, and it's clearly resonating with audiences. It's already made half a billion dollars worldwide. I think it will clear a billion dollars worldwide. I mean, not that, of course, money is everything with movies, but, I mean, this is this is clicking with people. And I know I've, I've mentioned this before on the show, but the, 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 the reaction that I've seen in the audience and just in the theater, people are excited. And, and this feels like an event People want to be part of something special, but they also want to get something out of it. And what they're getting is a fun, entertaining movie that actually has something to say at the end of it. And again, I can't believe it that, that a Barbie movie is uh, cracking uh, my uh, my top ten. But it, it, it is that good. It is that special. And I, I will say it again. I've said it before. Highly, highly recommend this film. All right. So that now leaves me with the top three and this one uh you know, may not surprise many uh long-time listeners given my uh my affinity for the genre but coming in at number three is scream six and i have to say this was probably this is my favorite horror film of the year and and, and there's a few more to come out but i i, I this one i don't know it, it just takes the it takes the prize um i i wasn't the biggest fan of scream Five. I, I liked it fine. I thought Melissa Barrera was was really the best part with it, along with with David Arquette. Uh, but but I was you know curious to see where this film would go, particularly with Nev Campbell's uh, Sydney Prescott not returning for for the film. And 
this movie exceeded all expectations. It frankly surpassed expectations and delivered a a a jolt for a movie. It it's scary, it's suspenseful, and it takes the Scream franchise in a new direction and it's not afraid to be bold and different. I'm hoping this trend continues with the inevitable Scream Seven because I really feel like the creatives have found their mojo with this particular film. And I, as a fan, would like to see it continue on uh, into the next installment. So if you're you're looking for a scary movie, this is definitely one to check out. I mean, certainly if you haven't seen all of the other films, it might help to to catch up with one through five. But uh, it is accessible enough that I think uh, a first-time viewer could walk in and and still be be scared and, and, and thrilled at the same time. All right, so this now leaves... The top two, uh, two top films uh, for the year thus far, and and coming in uh, for for number two is Air. This movie I cannot stop thinking about, and I recommend this movie every chance I get. Tells the story of the the famous partnership between Michael Jordan and Nike that produced the Air Jordans. It, it's just a it's an optimistic, sunny story. That while we know the outcome, we know what happens, the Air Jordans were created, Michael Jordan signed with Nike. The fact of the matter is, the, the way it is, it is told, the way the story is, is executed on film, it feels like a high-stakes drama. It doesn't read like a, a report uh, you know, in school or something. And I think it's one of Ben Affleck's finest uh, turns in the director's chair. He really is firing on all cylinders with this film. And, and, and it's just, it's a crowd pleaser. It's a crowd pleaser in the best sense of the word. Like I said, optimistic, funny when it has to be, heartfelt all the way through. It, it, it's, an, it's an all-around feel-good movie. And again, sometimes we, we just need those uplifting movies to 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 carry our to carry us through the day and, and this is one that you know came back out in april and i've seen it at least three times now and each time i watch it i come away with the same big smile at the end of the film i feel like the i feel like the the characters in the film after after the deal is closed and it, it, it's just such a it, it, it's a rousing crowd pleaser i mean there's no other way for me to, to say it other than that it's, it's an it's a rousing crowd pleaser and I expect this will be this will certainly make my my top ten when the year finishes because it is that good. All right, so number one, uh, this probably will come as no surprise uh, given my uh, my uh, respect and admiration for this director, uh, but it is Oppenheimer. This film, this film, this is one of Nolan's finest works. Um, you know, my favorite from Nolan, Christopher Nolan, is still The Dark Knight. But I, I tell you, right off the bat, this is a top three Christopher Nolan film for me. The magnitude of this film, I, I am still in awe of it. it. It is a powerful, powerful film. And I will do a full um, revisit on on it in, in the near future because... I really want to get into the the details and, and to the specifics uh, because it is such a, a powerful film. It, it, it's haunting at the same time. Of course, you know, we're dealing with the story of, of the creation of the atomic bomb, you know, Robert Oppenheimer, and, and sort of his 
his his life, not in in full uh, detail, but sort of a more of an excerpt and a, during a really critical part of his life, and certainly in this uh, this nation and frankly world history. But much like how Air has that, you know, it's it's a historical film, if you will, um, you know, based on real life events, but yet it plays like a drama. The same goes for Oppenheimer, and and, and even more so even though this is dealing with a certain specific section in a man's life and of course you know a major historical event not just in u.s history but world history the film plays out like a high stakes drama and at times even like a court drama i mean we know the story we know what what happens but but we're so captured by the performance i mean killian murphy this man will be nominated for best actor, and I won't be surprised if he takes home the, the the top prize because it is an immersive performance. I mean, this is one of those where I don't see the actor; I'm seeing Oppenheimer on screen. Uh, on screen, Murphy disappears into that character. He takes us into that world. Again, no one is firing on all cylinders with this film. His dedication and appreciation to practical effects is on full display. The score is amazing. It is it is hauntingly beautiful. It really guides the picture from scene to scene, moment to moment, especially when we're jumping back from times, past, present, uh, and, and just sort of the blending of 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 subjectivity and objectivity uh, uh just a master class of a film as i said I, i'm i'm in awe of its magnitude and I, it again with christopher nolan he never misses in in my eyes but th this film this is right at the top uh for me in terms of his uh, in terms of his films and, and certainly i i would respect anyone who says oh this is his his finest work because it is a beautiful piece of cinema and one that I think will be talked about for years to come. All right, so there we have it. Those are those are my top 10 films of the year thus far. Uh, let me know yours. Curious to hear your thoughts as well. And like I said, I'll revisit this. I'll revisit it come December and we'll see which of these films make the final cut. That'll be kind of a fun little exercise to see which ones make it all the way uh, all the way through. Right off the bat, I'm going to say Oppenheimer, Barbie, and Air are are going to be in 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 the in the in the running. I mean, I don't see those films going anywhere, especially Oppenheimer. But uh, we'll see where the rest goes. Uh, only a few more months to go, and many more movies to see. But that's all I have for you today. Thanks as always for tuning in. I'll be back next week, and we'll do this all over again for the love of movies.